Welcome to Discover Your Destiny podcast, where we believe that your life is not an accident. You have a destiny, and we want to help you discover it, pursue it, and fulfill it. And now, here's your host for today, Dima Barishnikov. Welcome to Discover Your Destiny podcast, where we believe that your life is not an accident, but you have a destiny. I think you will agree with me when I say that our God is an incredible creator. In fact, he's the author of creativity. He created everything around us, the colors, the shapes, the landscape, the oceans, the seas, the animals, the whole planets and galaxies. But the most precious creation of his is actually you and me. We are created by his design and we are created for a purpose. One of my favorite passages of scripture is Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, which says, We are his workmanship, his piece of art, his design, created in Christ Jesus for good works, that God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. His creativity is reflected in each and every one of us. Every artist is trying to communicate something important through his art. God certainly does. And today I have somebody with me who is a good friend of mine. He's a local artist whose pictures and murals are well known in this area. He has been featured in several local news outlets and papers. He serves as a vice president on the board of Transylvania County Art Council. He also heads up the fine arts and production department right here at Destiny Church in Brevard, North Carolina. He's a follower of Christ and a good friend of mine, Billy Smith. Welcome, Billy. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Glad to have you here. It's a strange feeling for me to have you here at this table and not behind the camera <laughs> or seeing you worshiping on the stage. Right. So we're going to talk today about your journey as an artist. And just to start us off, I would like to ask you, when did you begin to draw actually and actually fall in love with that? <laughs> That's an interesting question. Um, I would say I fell in love with drawing before I actually picked up a pencil. Um, when I was a kid, I used to go out in the woods and I would pay attention to the birds and I would watch different insects and I would sit there all day and just watch them. Yeah. And I would also just pay attention to the leaves and, and notice the changes of leaves and seasons and how they look different. And it started my creativity firing. So I started just looking at these things and, I, and, and when I finally was able to pick up a pencil, I realized that I could take those images and all that creativity that I was seeing in, those, in the woods and put it on paper. And it just was something that I felt like was a, a strong part of me as a kid even. You know, I was like, I am actually an artist. And I knew I was an artist. I felt like more of an artist than a human being, if that makes any sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It's fascinating to me when I hear stories from people that knew at, at the early age mm-hmm. what, who they're going to become. Like somebody may say, when I encountered people who were at four years old, knew that they yeah. would become a doctor. And uh, now you're talking, you're telling me about yourself 
mm-hmm. being a kid, but you already had this this draw to to art and yes. and and and, and, uh, um, and before you yeah how you phrased it before you fell in love with art even before you picked up a pencil exactly yeah that's, <laughs> so looking back mm-hmm. uh, looking back I know there were many people in your middle school and high school that who had their plans and goals and but I imagine not many in your cla- class would say I would like to be a professional artist for example yeah. uh, what moved you not only to choose this path but also stick with that path mm. yeah I you're exactly right there was a lot of kids that do what they wanted to do yeah. but most of them were saying they wanted to be doctors or lawyers or something that had to do with a lot of finance, you know, mm-hmm. that they can make money. Um, nobody was really saying they wanted to be an artist. Um, and like I told you before, I knew I was an artist. And when I began to speak that out, people began to discourage me. They started saying things like, oh man, you know, starving artist, you can't be an artist. You know, you might need to go yeah. find you a real job. Yes. And <laughs> that, it, it really took a toll on me. Um, so there was something that I knew I wanted to do, but here it is, people telling me that I can't do it. Yeah. And it was something that I knew that I, no matter what people said, I, I just needed to pursue at that time. Um, so I would, I would draw anyway. Um, you know, I find myself drawing even when the teacher was teaching. I was in class doodling and <laughs> just not really paying attention to what she was saying. And I was like, it's, I was just compelled to, to sketch mm-hmm. something, you know? There's always, you know, when we speak out our dream, there's always, um, there always will be critics. Oh, yeah. Somebody will be there to discourage you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, but, it, you know, people, uh, uh, I know that th- there were people who would say, yeah, get a real job. Right. But how many of those people got a real job and hating every day going to the real job because they yeah. never did what they really wanted to do in exactly. life. You exactly. know, and I, and I think, Fulfillment in life is very important. Yes. Finding that call and pursuing your destiny yes. because you live only once, and and you you better finish your life with with the feeling that when you're looking back, I really became what what God put on my heart and yeah. and the calling yeah. that He gave me. Yes. Um, so when did you begin to feel that art will be more than just doodling or drawing just once in a while, but it actually will be something that you will do in your life. Like somebody who said in your class said, well, I'm, I'm going to become a lawyer or a doctor or work in finance. But how many of those people actually ended up doing what right. they said they're going to do? Exactly. But you felt that as a kid mm-hmm. and you're still doing it many years later. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what actually, when did you begin to feel that, that this is something that's going to define your life? Well, it's, it's a two-part answer, I would say. At, at, like I told you, I felt that as a young kid. I knew that I was an artist, um, that nothing could separate me from being that. But being a kid, being, you know, growing up in the 80s where everybody had either an industry job or something like that, it was very discouraging to try to follow that path. Mm-hmm. So for me, I began to try to do things like other people at that time. And I kind of, I drew here and there, but I kind of let that dream falter a little bit. And as I, you know, was going out through, throughout school, 
I began to, you know, find myself being sad. And I knew that this is something that I was supposed to do because every time I picked up the pencil, mm -hmm. I started to feel like something inside of me come alive. Somebody's creativity. Yeah. So I'm like, this is this is what I'm I am. Yeah. It's not more about what I was doing, it's what I was. So yeah, yeah that's that's kind of the way I feel about that. Yeah. It's amazing when we come face to face with our calling mm -hmm. and we actually start doing it, we feel that it's alive on the inside of us. Yes. It's actually we we it's hard to explain what it means to be fulfilled mm -hmm. until you really facing your calling and you actually in the middle of it exactly. doing it. Yeah. You know, it's hard to explain right. to people what it feels like. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, and at what point um, in your journey pursuing art and pursuing your calling, uh, where and how in, your, in that journey did you come to faith in Christ? That's a great question. Um, I would say, well, around 11 years old. Um, now I was raised in church. My mom took us to church every every Sunday. We was forced to go. <laughs> there was no questions yeah. asked. You were going. And we went to Bible school and sometimes twice on Sunday we had services. Um, but as I was a kid, as 11 years old, it was an instance that happened in my life where uh, me and a couple of kids were playing hide and seek outside mm -hmm. this church. And I decided that I was going to hide inside the church. That was breaking the rules. Yeah. We were supposed to only be outside the church. So I knew how to break into this church. Uh, and I went through this window in the basement and I'm inside the church and I'm like, yeah, they'll never find me. And I walk up and I walk into the sanctuary and I see this painting of mm -hmm. John the Baptist and Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, whoa, that's an amazing painting. I need to get closer to see what that is, right? So I walk up and I'm trying to figure out how to get to the painting and I couldn't find it. So I, I go through the back and through the offices and I'm mm. looking for a way to get up there and I find this door and I open it and I walk up these steps and there this painting is. And I'm like, oh man, I just want to get close enough to touch it, you know? And I'm walking and I'm looking at the painting and before you know it, I slip mm -hmm. and I bust my head open, man. Wow. Really bad. And I'm I, all I can remember is I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm, I'm in convulsions, I'm shaking. And then everything gets really, really, really peaceful. And then this is where everything is wild because then I'm seeing myself the way that you're looking at me right now. Uh. And I was puzzled. Now I'm 11 years old and I'm looking at this body and I see myself and I said, I think that's me, but I'm not sure. And the body's just shaking and blood is just pouring out the back of my head. And I knew at that moment that I was in eternity. I knew at that point that time didn't exist. And I knew that I was in the presence of God. Wow. And there was nothing that no one could say to me. <laughs> I just knew that that's what was happening. And the best way that I can explain it is like a lot of information came into me as if like from the beginning, from when I was born, yeah. almost until time that I haven't even lived up until this point. It was just so much. Mm -hmm. And then I felt this separation and I got really sad. <laughs> and then I'm back in my body looking at the ceiling. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, what just happened? Yeah. I'm thinking, Maybe that was a dream. Was I knocked out? I don't know. But I get up and I walk out of this church and I go outside and all my friends are gone. 
And I'm like, where'd they go? So my cousin lives right behind this church and I, and I walk up there and all the kids are on the back porch playing. And, and I said, hey, y'all guys, y'all couldn't find me. And I'm laughing and this, and they're like, man, we thought you went home. Like we quit playing a long time ago. <laughs> now what I told you only seemed like maybe five or 10 minutes, yeah. if that. And I'm like, what do you mean, man? I was hiding in the church, y'all couldn't find me. Da, da, da. And they was like, no, we quit playing about an hour ago. Wow. And that's when I got scared because I'm like, what do you mean an hour ago? And I turn my head to the side and they start screaming. They're like, dude, your head is busted open, man, and all this. And I was like, "Okay." so my mom at the same time is in the hospital dying of stage four cancer. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I nobody was home. So they rushed my cousins, rushed me to the hospital and I get I get into the hospital and that, you know, doing the normal things they do in the ER. They're putting the cuffs on me, mm-hmm. they're checking my heart, and they're, you know, putting lights in my eyes and all this stuff. And then they do it again. And then they take me into this back room and they just leave me there. And I'm sitting in this room and I'm noticing now that everybody's nervous. Yeah. And I'm like, something is wrong. And I just wish that somebody would tell me what's going on. So the nurse finally walks in and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> I was like, everybody in here is nervous right now. And she said, we don't know exactly what's going on. We don't know if our equipment's messed up or what. But as of right now, you're speaking to us. You're in here in front of us, but you don't have a heartbeat. We can't find anything. Your your blood pressure is not registering. Nothing. We don't know what's going on. But the nurse said, what happened? How did you get this injury? And I just said, I, I failed. Yeah. And and went on about that, right? So they do what they did to my head, bandage me up and everything, and send me home. And I get home <laughs> about two hours later. My brothers and sisters are like, where have you been? You know, you've been gone and we didn't know what's happening. We don't know what's wrong with you. And like I said, I, I'm 11 years old. I don't know exactly what to tell them. Mm-hmm. I just said, hey, I just bumped my head. I'm okay. Don't worry about nothing. So time passes. We go to see my mom. And on the way to, she was at Memorial Mission. Mm-hmm. On the way there, I tell everybody, she doesn't have cancer anymore. Yeah. And they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, mom is dying. Like, she's sick. She's real bad sick. She's not coming back from this. And I said, trust me, she is okay. There's nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. So we get to the hospital. The doctor says, <laughs> we're all in this room. And the doctor comes in. He says, I have something to tell you. And all my brothers and sisters start crying before anything happens. And I'm like, no, everything's fine. And they says, we don't know how to tell you this, but she don't have cancer anymore. Mm-hmm. And from that point on is where the journey changed for me because I knew that I had had an encounter, but I didn't have anyone to explain to me what had really happened. Mm-hmm. And I, I tried to, I tried to just bottle, bottle it up. I yeah. put it in as close as I can put it. And I didn't want anyone to know about it. I didn't want to tell anybody about it. <laughs> I was no. like, I don't want people to think I'm crazy, but I know something happened to me in that church. And before I didn't understand the Bible, it was like rocket mm-hmm. science to me. Yeah. <laughs> but after that instance, I understood what yeah. I was looking at, but it turned me in a way away from the church because I was like, just nobody could give me answers. Yeah. 
So I kind of just left the church, but that was my first encounter with Christ. And it was so over the top and so wild that mm -hmm. I didn't know what to do with it. So I left the church from about 11 all the way to 22. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was a crazy turning point in my life, but probably one of the most powerful things that ever happened yeah. to me. Wow. That's a fascinating story. And I've known you for <laughs> 10 years mm -hmm. and I've never heard this story. Yeah. You know, that's first time you're actually sharing on this podcast mm -hmm. that not many people even who, clo who are close to you know, uh, know that story. Yes. And I can, uh, and I could witness that um, God did a miracle in your mom because I know your mom. I met you your mom and she's a <laughs> strong, great woman of prayer. Yes. And, uh, uh, and so God, God really healed her back then. It was many years ago and, uh, years. she's still praying. Yes. So, um, uh, so that, yeah, that's an incredible story. But what, um, you know, while you were sharing that story, that's amazing that that encounter with Jesus or with, with, with God in the church, was really it took place through a piece of art. It did. You saw that picture. Exactly. Jesus, it was Jesus and John the Baptist, yes. right? Yes. That's amazing that a piece of art, the picture was mm -hmm. playing a part. It exactly. communicated something to you to go uh, and, and, and look for it, yes. you know? Yes. And, uh, um, and so, and, and I'm sure that that experience was so deeply spiritual that at 11 years old, it's kind of overwhelmed you, it did. you know, um, it did. but looking back, <laughs> God used an art already to reach out to you. Yes. Even, uh, you know, in at that age, and even 100%. if you don't understand, but now you're looking back, you see the, the hand of God. Yes. In it. You, yes. you know, um, For sure. that's, yeah, that's an, that, that's an amazing story. <laughs> um, uh, definitely. And, uh, um, so that's something that, uh, when you, when you think about it now, does it kind of, um, scare you a little bit even now thinking about <laughs> what happened then? Uh, uh, just thinking about it now, uh, I've had people been able, like I've talked to different pastors yeah. and I've, I've had conversations with my mom and in just prayer and with God, you know, I, I've, I realized some, some things that were very significant to what happened. Yeah. The place that I fell and busted my head open was a baptismal. Wow. Yeah. So I'm watching, the, I'm looking at the painting, which is Jesus about to be yeah. baptized by John the Baptist. And I went down and Think about what baptism yeah. symbolizes. Yeah. You know, the old man dies yeah. and then a new man comes yeah. to life, right? I was never the same after 11 years old. Wow. When that yeah. happened to me, I was completely radically transformed. Like, and I tried to deny it, yeah. but there was no way I could. Because everywhere I went, even when I tried to do something wrong, yeah. I felt like, something is with me right now yeah. and won't allow me to do yeah. or even enjoy these yeah. things that everybody else can enjoy. So, and I, I wanted answers. I wanted answers, but no one really was, didn't have the knowledge to tell me what was going on. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it was so like, my spirit had came alive to the point where I had my maturity of my my age had yeah. grew to that point to understand it. Uh, that, that, <laughs> that, that, that's well said. Yeah. Your spirit received from God what he yes. needed to receive, but yet you were not mature enough that you could understand it with your mind yeah. what, what, what was going what mm -hmm. was going on that's that's really fascinating i know mm -hmm. it will stay with you for the rest of your life yes. i think this story needs to be shared because Amen. think about how many young people may have had 
similar experiences, but they right. don't have anybody to talk them through it. Maybe they bottled it inside and exactly. they they walked away and from the church and yes. never found their way back. Yes. You know, so yes. um, um, so as you as you begin to grow um, and even now, what mm-hmm. inspires you and motivates you? Wow. Yeah, my my motivation comes from a lot of different things, um, especially when I when I sit down and I, I'm a history buff, so I love mm-hmm. to hear things about history and what has happened, and and I'm also a current events person, so I stay up with what's happening in the world. Um, so a, a lot of things like uh, music would probably be the first thing that plays a big part in mm-hmm. motivating and inspiring me. Um, I, I remember even as a kid listening to you know all kinds of music and yeah. just letting that. that you know, that, the, the rhythms and the sounds moved me and I, I knew that there was more to it. Um, but that actually kind of connects with my art as well. Yeah. Because um, some of the first things I start doing was musically involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would draw musicians or, mm-hmm. you know, instruments. <laughs> so that always played a part. But I'm deeply, deeply motivated um, just by people right now, you yeah. know. Um, and just sharing, sharing what I have, sharing with, you know, what they have. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, all of our lives are unified in some type of way. We just got to yeah. figure out how that, how that comes together. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably the reason why I'm like really drawn to drawing people and, yeah. and painting people because I feel like every person has something to tell a yes. story to yeah. share. So you see, you understand that God's creativity is reflected in each person. Yes. I remember when I met you first, I saw the picture that you drew of uh, different musicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh, obviously, a song uh, <laughs> spoke to you and you drew that musician yes. in the context of that song. Yes. You know, um, <laughs> exactly. yeah, it's, uh, it's fascinating how creativity works. Um so for you, uh, for you as an artist, um, um, how did you, how do you define success? What would be a successful journey for you? That's a, that's a loaded question. <laughs> success as an artist, um, is step by step, day by day. Um, I always tell people like we see the finished product, but we don't see the process. Mm-hmm. And once you start to set goals for yourself as an artist, you need to realize what is it going to take me to grow to the next level? And how do I challenge myself to get there? Mm -hmm. So the successes is actually coming through the struggle of getting to the next level. And when you reach the next level, the level that you think is the next level, there's another level after that. So it's a constant journey of, of trying to get through these different levels of, of making yourself better and getting better as an artist. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people put a, a dollar sign on success. I don't. Yeah. I feel like success could be you painting a, a picture that you want to yeah. say, I want people to feel um, joy or empathy yes. or mm-hmm. something in this. And it's on the wall and you're nowhere around it. And someone walks up and say, I feel so joyful for looking at this painting. Mm-hmm. That's success yes. because you planned a feeling or something you tried to put in there and, and it got through to somebody. Yes. That to me is way more successful than selling a piece of art for a large amount of money and someone don't even understand what you painted it for. Yeah. 
just put it on the wall and and just consider that an expensive piece of art, exactly. but actually not getting a message that they are trying to communicate. Yeah. So it's all about, uh, would it be fair to say, it's it's about touching people's lives. It is. It's about uh, serving people, making an impact on, uh, on their life. 100%. So let me, um, I'm still not ready to leave this question. So uh, let me let me kind of add to this question yeah. another part. At the end of your journey, just let's let's just use our imagination. You okay. are at the end of your journey, and you're looking back. Mm-hmm. What would you like to see, and what would you like it to be said about you? What what would you like to see when you look back in your life? Mm. You accomplished. I, w- I would say mostly what I would like to see is is a legacy being left in those that I've taught, mm-hmm. that I've touched. Um, I would like to see them growing further and, and taking their art surpassing where I have took mine. Mm-hmm. Um, because I always tell my students, I've gotten to you at an early age where at an early age, I didn't have a mentor or anyone teaching me mm-hmm. any of these things that I'm teaching them. So I'm charging you to be 10 times better than I am Hmm. by the time you're my age. So that legacy that I'm leaving with those who I instruct and who I mentor, but also I would like for, you know, people to, to say his art somehow changed the world. Not just, it was there for, to make him someone big Mm -hmm. or to make him someone special. I want it to be left so that even 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, however long after I'm gone, it still impacts people's lives. Mm-hmm. And that's the most important thing that I want out of my art. Wow, that's, that's well said. So it's again, all about making an impact mm-hmm. on people's lives, basically. You, yes. you wanna leave legacy, not, not just for people, you wanna leave legacy in people. Amen. You want your work to continue through people's lives, yes, you know, that's, yes. yeah, that's deep and that's that's really rich. That's real mm-hmm. wealth right there. Um, you mentioned when we talk about success, you mentioned uh, developing, um, kind of going from level to level, mm-hmm. one step to another step. So, how do you develop? How did you develop? And how you still keep developing your art skills? Because yeah. it's about growth, right? It's definitely yeah. about growth, and I feel like development and art happens every day. If you don't practice, if you don't, you know, set yourself a a time where you set aside that I'm going to do this Mm -hmm. um, to make my art better. You have to identify the things that you can't do well. Mm -hmm. I always tell people, don't don't do the pieces of art or don't do the things that you do very well often. You know, if that's if you're very good at that, leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Find the things that you can't do mm-hmm. at all, or you get frustrated when you start doing it and practice on that all the time until eventually you cross that hurdle. And that's what I do. I challenge myself. I look at things that I say, I struggle with doing this part of the art. And it could be anything. It could be maybe I, I'm not, I can't draw metal the way I want to draw metal yeah. or whatever it may be. And I will practice on just that thing. And no matter how frustrating it is or how, mm-hmm. how uh, you know, unfulfilling it may feel at the time, that's what I have to do to develop myself. Because if I sit and do everything I do well, I'm not growing. I'm going to stay in the same spot the whole time. And that just putting that practice of constantly challenging yourself is very important as far as, you know, growing as an artist. And that's something that I've put into practice for a very long time. 
uh, as you grow and you work, say, on your weaknesses as a professional mm -hmm. artist, mm -hmm. do you find any help or any inspiration in other people's arts, like looking oh, at what other people do? And Yeah, absolutely. I, I find a lot of inspiration from the classics. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I look back and I, and I, I tell all my friends and, I, and my students this all the time, they had way more time than we do. Yeah. And with art, time equals the more that you grow. Yes. Because if you can spend more time on something, it's going to be that much better. Mm -hmm. uh, but right now we live in this crazy world where <laughs> you don't yeah. have enough time to sit and do anything. Yeah. And everybody is at you is demanding you do something or demanding your time to be here. So to be able to sit in front of an easel for a whole year and do a piece, I know it could be magnificent, yeah. but I just can't find the time to do it. Yeah. So I look back at artists like Leonardo da Vinci yeah. and Michelangelo and even Renoir and, and Rembrandt. And I just wonder, wow, it must be, it must have been amazing <laughs> to just have that time yeah. to put into the work because that, that is what I'm always constantly working to shave a little bit more yeah. time off of other things so that I can spend on one piece yeah. of art that I really want to do. But I mean, sometimes it seems yeah. like a pipe dream, but I yeah. think it can, it can actually happen one day. But yeah, I always draw inspiration from the classics, man. They lived and breathed art. Oh, yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, when you uh, when people look at your murals or mm -hmm. pictures, um, what are you trying to communicate to them? What are you trying to communicate through your art? Mm. It's amazing. Um, it always depends on the certain piece that I'm doing, but there's always a certain method that I use. Mm -hmm. um, and within my art, I'm always asked to do what I'm really good at. Mm -hmm. And I started with landscape work and moved on to portraiture and figurative work. And everyone's always just like, wow, this is amazing. But what I want to communicate through my art is showing God's creation yeah. and also showing <laughs> like, and, and that's being us and what we see outside, you know? So every time I paint a human being, I'm showing God's creation. I'm showing the image of God. Mm -hmm. And every time I paint a landscape, I'm showing his creation, what he, what he put into existence. And I want people to, to grasp that yeah. through what I'm doing. Um, I just want them to be able to relish in the beauty of, and wonder of how he created man yeah. and how he created all that's around us. And that's what I want people to see. I want them to really breathe it in. You yeah. know what I mean? Not, don't just look at it and say, oh, it's a pretty picture and walk off. I yes. want you to really look at what God has created. Um, there's a secret that I do in every one of my murals. And no one really knows this. And I don't even, I'm not even sure I should talk yeah. about it, but I will. Um, I, every one of my murals, I either write a scripture underneath or I write Jesus wow. in yeah. several places. And then I plane it in. Yeah. And I pray that no matter if I'm around or anyone's around, when they view my murals, that they feel some type of presence of God. Mm -hmm. And my ultimate goal is for someone to give their life to Christ in front of one of my murals without no one being around. Wow. That's, am that's amazing. Um, it, you know, when you hear um, skillful mu musician play, sometimes mm -hmm. we use a phrase, man, this guitar really is speaking to me. You know, that, that, right. that I mean, that, that music is really speaking without words, yeah. but it does. It's speaking. So the same thing about uh, in 
an, a piece of art, uh, of art that was inspired by God. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it just it just speaks to you. Yes. I remember when I uh, met you uh, uh, for the first time. We we you showed me some some art you were working with. There was mm-hmm. a there was a picture. Um, I forgot what's what's uh, um, what was the name of the picture. I think it was a sharecropper. Yeah. Okay, you, you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. So one. and uh, uh, and, and it was um, two people working in the field. Mm-hmm. You know. But I know, and I'm not an artist, but I noticed <laughs> when I look at that picture, I said, that's amazing emotions. This person speaks to me through that yes. piece of art. There's emotions in the picture. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and it's, you have to be, you have to paint that with inspiration in order for yes. that picture to communicate that. Yes. Not would be just only as um, um, simple picture on the wall. Right. But really, when you stand in front of this, it creates an emotion mm-hmm. within you the same way a good song can create, you yeah, know, exactly. uh, or music. Yeah. Great conversation, Billy. Billy's going to be back with us next time. So I hope you will join us again. But until next time, remember, your life is not an accident. You have a destiny. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you are inspired and encouraged. If you have questions, comments, and would like to stay in touch, please write us at connect at destinycarolina.com. We hope you'll join us next time. May God bless you and always remember your life is not an accident. You have a destiny.